0: Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
1: Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel America's number one sports book is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. 21 or older and president in Ohio. Bonus issued in non withdrawable free bets that expires seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1 123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanDuel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. <laughs>
0: Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick here today to talk about running back usage for the 2021 Ravens, part of the Concerns series. And I tell you, doing these concerns has been a lot of fun. First of all, you meet a lot of great new people. But second of all, you realize this team is pretty damn complete and the concerns they have are pretty small. Eric Clark, how are you doing, my friend?
2: I'm doing fine, Ken. How about yourself?
0: I got no complaints. So gonna, you got to, you're, you volunteered, I think for the running back usage one or, or, did you have some other ones? And then this was a fallback.
2: Well, I was all about the weapons one, you know, that was me. I've, I've dove into that. It was either wide receivers, Greg Roman, backup quarterback, whichever one you needed from. So I kind of, I had it all out there, let other people pick the other ones, and you kind of said, hey, this is the one that's left. And I said, okay, I, I can get the material for that.
0: No I, problem, I appreciate man. you doing that. There there are a lot of these episodes, but I think they're they're very well done. I'm sure you'll do great. So t- t- take us into running back usage again, and what do you see as maybe some of the problems and, and where you'd like to see the Ravens go with it this year?
2: So what I kind of, like you said, just laid out flat, what my concern was about, our identity when we come with the running backs and how we're going to use them. I kind of broke it down in my manifesto into three bullet points. Mm-hmm. Are we going to, one, let them do what they do best, which is run the ball? And my comparison to that was the Tennessee Titans approach. Mm-hmm. Number two was use our most versatile bat, J.K. Dobbins, as more of a Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor hybrid role. And I kind of bring up how they match up. Or number three, where we just split the carries evenly, kind of like what we've done in the past, but use them more in the past game, which is more like the Kyle Shanahan-San Francisco approach. And I kind of bring a little bit of numbers, game plans to it, and how they all kind of can tie in to make our running back usage a little bit better. And I, my concern is we have to choose which one or else we're going to be run into the same problems like, people are going to understand or feel like Lamar's going to under, feel like defenses know how to stop us or feel like they feel comfortable trying to stop us. So. Yeah.
0: Before, I, I do want to get back to this because your material is very well developed, But I but I want to ask the question of, do you have to have one running back for each role such that when that running back comes on the field, the other side already is tipped off to what your strategy is?
2: No. So, yeah, that's why I kind of bring bring all those those teams up. Like if we go with Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry's going to run the ball and I'm going to throw it to my wide receivers. So we do that and we commit to that, then I have no concern. If J.K. is on the field and we use him as a weapon, essentially as a pass catcher, Alvin Kamara, Naheem Hines type, Mm -hmm. then the defenses can't key in on when he's on the field that he's the pass-catching back. So that's – if we use one running back or another running back, I don't feel like defenses can key on that. We're going to run the ball this down or pass the ball this down.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So do you want to talk about an individual running back or do you want to talk about an individual uh, type of usage and how each of the three running backs would be used?
2: So I'll start with – usage first. I'll go with usage first. So, like you said, the one that I really dove into was, and I know you'll talk about this on a future episode and then how we're going to integrate other weapons, but how we can use our running backs are, I just deemed it, let them do what they do best. And I have some numbers on that where if we choose not to use them effectively in the past game, I have no problem with that. Uh, It's just that if we're going to do that, then that means we have to commit to the under center game, as Greg Roman has said, so that way we can develop. that The most effective way that we want to let the running backs do is to make the defenses respect that they're great running backs and running the football, so then that way the defenses defenses can then commit, giving easier throws for Lamar to the numerous weapons that we gave him this offseason. So we do. Greg Roman hasn't shown a you know, hasn't shown an acumen for effectively using them in the past game. So why I'm try to teach an old dog new tricks? Just let him get better at what he's great at, which is running football. I don't know.
0: Okay. Uh, so running backs on the field and does that really work in twelve personnel? If the Ravens are running a lot of twelve or a lot of twenty-one for that matter do they restrict their own weapons they have to use by not having as many receivers on the field if they want to show, show run. So, so just, just to say this, so you have, you have mm-hmm. Gus Edwards says on the field, mm-hmm. and he's obviously a threat to, to run the ball. And he's even more of a threat to run the ball effectively if they're in 12 or 21 personnel in theory, because he's got an additional blocker. Of course that invites additional people into the box too, which mm-hmm. could create create opportunity for receivers, but it's also one at less eligible receiver. That's kind of split right. from the formation. Uh-huh. So how would you, how would you try and address that? Would you, would you do, would you run formation wise? Would you do anything differently?
2: Now, like how I see, it, like in this example, since we won the first part, which is my comparison to Tennessee Titans, I believe my numbers had them running 35% 12 now, And as we know, 30, so they were at thirty five and we were at only nine percent, I believe, according to fantasy Pro. Uh So nine percent, twelve percent. That's it for the Ravens last year. Yeah, I believe so. That's what I have here. I have huh. forty seven and nine percent according to fantasy pros. I'm sharp football, excuse me, sharp football. a okay. Sharp football. Yeah. According to that, so I have you know I have sharp football PFF subscriptions. so I try to bring it all. All <laughs> the numbers here. But they're going to show football, we only ran 9%, 12 personnel. So we kind of can bring it back towards the Tennessee Titans. So that way, it's a consistent thing. And I think that's where we go. Because we, if we don't have that 12 personnel, like as we know, when we had that 13 personnel in 2019, mm-hmm. that was our go to. That's where oh, yeah. we, that that was the one that changed the league, as everyone said, and mm-hmm. gave Dan Lamar the MVP season. So if we take one Titan off the field and just go 12 personnel that we have that consistent threat uh, of running the ball, but still have an ability to pass it even with one less eligible receiver. thus Gus Edwards isn't necessarily the most natural pass catcher.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I wonder what's going on with that. Cause um, it, here's my, just my thought from sharp football. And I have to look at these numbers. If there's a chance that maybe Ricard is always being, Treated as a running back, regardless of where he lines up, and so mm-hmm. if he lines up in line. It's still twenty one personnel, as opposed what, to twelve.
2: that's players. what I that's what I have looked at. According one to, to what I see that yeah, still be twenty one personnel because we have us at twenty one personnel at eighteen percent and twenty two personnel at sixteen percent. Okay? us at the most 22 personnel in the league, I believe. Right. <laughs> so it's still a fair amount
0: of, yeah, fair of amount. heavy formations, with mm-hmm. about 45%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I, I'd really love to look into that deeper. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, know some people who probably can get me that, that, uh, that exactly, but I appreciate Eric, mm-hmm. that you come so prepared for the show. Did you want to talk about another, another style that, that you think would make sense?
2: Yeah. So then the next one I dug into was the, the Colts, what was the 10th highest rushing team in the league? Um, where they utilized creative short passing because they had Phillip Rivers last year. So he wasn't the most effective deep thrower. So I kind of looked at it too. They made it a priority to make Naheem Hines the second most targeted receiver on their team. Do I believe we need to do that with Hollywood and Andrews? No, but can J.K. maybe be the third most targeted person on the team? Absolutely. I believe he has the skill set to do that. Mm -hmm. So, but also with Naheem Hines getting those amount of targets, they have Jonathan Taylor, another second-year talented running back who was kind of, quote-unquote, bell cow material. So, the only thing with that, it wasn't a perfect comparison. It's weird when you look at it, though. Jonathan Taylor is a second-star, second-year running back, and Naheem Hines Mm has been the same and been in the league the same amount of time as Gus Edwards. So, they literally have the same backfield and Mm -hmm. veteran-wise. But the roles are a little bit different. So Gus could kind of be Jonathan Taylor-like with a little bit less carries and J.K. can pick up some of those carries and be like the bell cow. And then our goal can be to make J.K. a weapon. So not to make it like identify, because they can be on the field at the same time. The Colts that need to do that is just kind of like we are a great running team. You know, we're going to run the ball a lot. And Naheem Hines is on the field. He's a talented runner. But if I get creative, like they had a week eight play last year where they ran a fake end around and had him go in an orbit motion that resulted in the touchdown. I believe that's not even finds highlight play. If we do something like that with J.K., I believe he does have that versatility. But if we make Mm -hmm. him a weapon, I think that's the key.
0: You, you said they can both be on the field at the same time. You're talking about a pony backfield potentially, yes. then as mm-hmm. well. So, um, it's, uh, the Ravens did run a fair amount of pony at the end of the last year. A lot of that was a function, I think, of not knowing what to do when they were short a tight end, particularly a blocking tight end, because they they tried all kinds of different ways to fix that. You know, they had Skura Sc- uh, in there for some plays, and Bredesen in there for some plays as a blocking six man Uh, yeah they had they had uh, um, some pony they had Tomlinson in some although they never threw the ball to him so they they had various ways to try and try and adjust for it and they never never really settled on one I don't think they ever really had the same set of weapons on the field though boy those last five
2: games the offense was pretty damn impressive in terms of Mm -hmm. running the football absolutely yeah they were and that's kind of kicked out numbers back up to get back out title again that feared rushing attack so But like you said, I would like it to transition more into not of a necessity, but more to a creative usage of our running backs. And that's where my concern lies. And that's why I kind of went to my third option to use the offense, which was kind of like the multiplicity, where we kind of use our three-headed monster of Lamar, J.K., Gus, and kind of evenly distribute the carries, which we did last year but then we use them to build on the passing game, uh, which is make everything look the same. That's the Kyle Shanahan thought. Mm The 49ers last year were the only team that had 50% of wide receiver targets, 24% tight end targets, and 24% running back targets. They Mm -hmm. used it where everyone got involved. And I believe that is the ideal goal for us, where we can use tight ends and running backs the same way. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry for my three year old coming in here. He he knows how to unlock doors right. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so you have to, so, to split the split the uh, res- targets yeah, much, like, more split, significantly. Like split the targets much more significantly there where Excuse me. Don't take the phone on your room, please. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on.
0: on. No problem. How are you doing? So one question I would have in response to that is, does Lamar, does Lamar himself uh, make it more difficult to do that because one thing the Ravens try to do is almost clear out for him, not have an outlet running back as a receiver very often. Sometimes they have an outlet tight end, but mm-hmm. it's less likely they'll have an outlet running back because when they run multiple verticals or there's an extended play, there's a big opportunity for a scramble. Whereas mm-hmm. Flacco would need to have Joe Rice to be the le- his legs on such a play. So they had to have an outlet receiver. So I, I guess the question is, Can you can you have running backs get a high percentage of the targets in a situation you're really really trying to maximize who Lamar Jackson is as well?
2: Yeah, that's and that is the great question, Ken. Like you said, can can we have our cake and eat it too? Is kind of like you don't want to limit what Lamar does best, which is get easy yards. I believe uh, it was Ryan Mink on the podcast said, "Why would I want to get rid of Lamar easy when things break down? Just give him six yards." And sometimes the best play you've even said that at some point in time. Mm -hmm. So I believe you you can do it if you you limit it. It just means you may be taking carries from J.K. or Gus if you make that a priority in the passing game. You would make that kind of like a a developed rush on first down instead of committing to running the ball. You can get the running backs out there and maybe make Lamar commit to throwing them into the flat, I la Joe Flacco and get those easy yards so that way we can kind of get those warmed up. And then if defenses start worrying about the running back in the flat on those bootlegs of play action, then maybe Lamar even gets those easy easy play actions. And that goes to my theory of making everything look the same. Yes, when we normally did this last year, Lamar would scramble up to we're looking to get Lamar space. But no, now we're looking to get J.K. space. And then now, when you start defending JK space, Lamar has even more space, so maybe even get right. longer runs or anything like that. Would it take a little bit more creativity? Absolutely, but I think it's definitely possible. We see other offensive geniuses able to do that. Mm-hmm. It,
0: it, it's it's almost like they have to find another space on the field though <laughs> that is is the normal place where JK can can catch the football, uh, or or where Gus Edwards can catch the football. Yes, These creative yeah. Did some creative things down the stretch with him last year where he caught actually some deep balls Mm -hmm. uh, down the middle of the field. Um, But but it seems like you really you could use that player if you if you keep a blocking back in on a play to actually clear out for Lamar on some plays. Uh, perhaps if you if you wanted to do that, but anyway, there are a lot of different ways. This is obviously a very complex topic. You're extremely well prepared, yes. Eric. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate having you come on to, mm-hmm. to talk football with you. Tell folks where they can where they can get in touch with you online.
2: Well, I had greatness calls on Twitter. That's the only social media handle that I have right now. I'm trying to focus in on the season. Like I said, getting the PFF and stuff. Trying to do more shorts with even more organized materials, which you can. Mm-hmm. So look out for me. Blowing up your DMs with those. Okay. This um, is fantastic stuff,
0: so. Eric. So by the way, whether you're Eric or you're somebody else, don't wait for me to contact you. Please, you have a good idea, like Eric did, contact me and, and say, Hey, how about we how about we talk about this? And we'll get you on within a few days. I mean, we we touched base maybe what, a week ago for the first yes,
2: time? Yes, a week ago. Yeah, for a week ago yeah. for the first time. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, as you see, we always tag you on Twitter. So I'll have some more, more discussions coming on up for real. All Sounds good, Eric. Uh, uh, Well, uh, thanks again for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, Hopefully it'll be over for each episode. Uh, We'll talk to you next time on Film Study.
1: These days, work is in trouble. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.